Thank you for tuning in to ReachMD XM157 as we present this month's special series, Focus on Children's Health. A single vaccine is now available for immunization against diphtheria, tetanus, pertussis, polio, and haemophilus influenza type B. As we consider offering this to our pediatric patients, what are the vaccine's unique challenges and benefits? How does this combination vaccine compare with other options for immunization? You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to a special series focused on children's health. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Shu, practicing general pediatrician and author. Our guest is Dr. Harry Kaiserling, professor of pediatrics in the Division of Infectious Diseases at Emory University School of Medicine. Dr. Kaiserling is also a liaison representative to the Department of Health and Human Services Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices. Welcome, Dr. Kaiserling. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. We're discussing the 5-in-1 combination vaccine with a trade name Penticil. This is a first and only four-dose DTAP-IPV and Hib combination vaccine. Can you tell us what the indications might be for this vaccine? Well, as with all combination vaccines, the recommendation is that if a combination vaccine is available and if the child needs all the components of the vaccine, it would be appropriate to use the combination in lieu of individual vaccines or other potential combination vaccines. We're actually now in an era where we have many combination vaccines, and one of the problems this engenders is record-keeping for immunization. 10 or 15 years ago, when the immunization schedule was not as complicated and when we didn't have so many combination vaccines, it was easy to know whether someone was up-to-date or not based on whether they got a full series of immunizations or not. These days, it's become more complicated because of the combination vaccines, and that means one approach is electronic immunization registries so that throughout the country, states and cities have developed these tools to allow physicians to be aware of exactly what immunizations were given at what time. How does the five-in-one combination differ from giving the components separately, typically as three injections, as DTAP, inactivated polio, and haemophilus influenza type B? Yes. So if we look at the components of the vaccine, the polio components are the same as the standalone IPV vaccine. The hip component is the same as the standalone hip vaccine. And the DTAP is only slightly different with some of the pertussis antigens slightly increased. Now, why is it increased in the combination vaccine? The combination vaccine actually has been available in Canada and many other countries for many years. So that as DTP vaccines were being licensed over time, slightly different products were introduced in in various parts of the world. So the the fact that the pertussis components are slightly increased, I don't think really has much of a clinical significance. It was just that this formulation had been used in Canada for many years. Now, since there are five vaccines now in one, does this mean there are also five times as many other ingredients such as adjuvants? No, not necessarily. So that there really isn't an excess of adjuvants and there is no dimerosol in in this vaccine. So there would not be an increased 
exposure to alum if you gave the combination versus the individual components. Now, how does a combination differ from other combination vaccines that, that contain similar components, such as the Pediarix, which has DTAP, hepatitis B, and polio? They have different antigens. This is the first combination vaccine containing Hib and pertussis that did not cause an adverse interaction. There were several other candidate vaccines looking at that combination where the immune response to the Hib component was decreased. But with the Pentacel vaccine, that is not the case. Are there any other advantages to the Pentacel vaccine? I think that one should view this as an opportunity to decrease the number of injections. And as you mentioned, we have Pediarix. Hopefully, we'll have comebacks again in the future so that individual physicians are going to have to sit down and decide what's best for their practice. The important thing is that everyone received the correct number of antigens at the age-appropriate time and that this can be achieved in a myriad of combinations and permutations. The general comment is that we generally recommend using the same formulation for the entire series. But if that's not possible, any vaccine formulation that contains the appropriate antigens would be sufficient. One of the issues, of course, is over-immunization. For example, with Pediarix, since we have a birth dose of hepatitis B, then you get an extra dose of hepatitis B. Studies have shown that that doesn't lead to any adverse safety events. But we still need to give the birth dose of hepatitis B if we're giving subsequent doses of a hepatitis B-containing vaccine. And that's one issue. And the other point about Pentacil, it certainly is not to be used for the last polio dose. I mean, you would just use monovalent polio for the four- to six-year polio immunization. If you've just joined us, you're listening to a special series, Focus on Children's Health, on ReachMD XM 157. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Hsu. Our guest is Dr. Harry Kaiserling, Professor of Pediatrics in the Division of Infectious Diseases at Emory University School of Medicine, and a liaison representative to the Department of Health and Human Services Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices. We're discussing the 5-in-1 combination vaccine. Recent parental concerns about simultaneous vaccinations and combination vaccines have come up lately. What are your thoughts about giving simultaneous vaccinations, such as giving this vaccine Pentacel, along with rotavirus vaccine, hepatitis B, the pneumococcal conjugate, measles, mumps, rubella, varicella, hepatitis A, and or influenza vaccines? Well, I would start by saying that when a new vaccine is introduced, whether it's a combination or a standalone vaccine, it's often given with concomitant vaccines that would be given at the same time. So in the case of Pentacil, for example, it was also given with the pneumococcal vaccine and it was given with the hepatitis B vaccine. So you had people getting individual components versus study subjects receiving the pentavalent vaccine and there was no significant difference in either local adverse events or systemic adverse events, such as fever or irritability. So it's important, and it's, a, it's very complex from a formulation perspective, because when you put antigen A with antigen B, they may interact to decrease immunogenicity of one of the components. 
and that was formerly the case when giving acellular pertussis and Hib vaccines in, in prior trials when they were put together, the immunogenicity of Hib was decreased. That wasn't the case with the Pentacel vaccine. So the issue is the physical properties of the injection have to be appropriate and stable. The local and adverse events need to be equivalent, although one could argue if local reactions, and in some cases combination vaccines, this is true, local reactions are slightly increased. And in some cases, systemic reactions are slightly increased. And a good example of this is ProQuad, the MMRV vaccine. A recent study showed that children who were getting their first ProQuad vaccine had a higher risk, about 1 in 2,000 extra risk of febrile seizures with ProQuad compared to individually administered MMR and varicella. So it is very important that as we add vaccines in one injection and as we give concomitant vaccines at the same time, that we do not engender an increase in adverse events. Sometimes there are advantages of giving vaccines in combination. So there's one study showing that, for example, the, the Menacra quadrivalent meningococcal vaccine, when it was given with DTP vaccine, there actually was an increased immune response to the polysaccharide antigens in the conjugate vaccine. So that's an example of it being advantageous to give more than one vaccine at the same time. The simple answer is that this approach needs to be studied. So as we give, and it is studied, so that before vaccines are licensed, they are looked at when given in combination with other vaccines. Now, I know that there are some parents who are concerned about so-called immune overload. I must say that there have been studies looking at this, and it, it really doesn't seem to be a problem. I'm concerned about the increased opportunity for systemic adverse events such as fever. And I've already mentioned with ProQuad that it seemed to be a problem. With Penticil, it doesn't seem to be a problem. But I think we should be very vigilant in analyzing potential adverse events of, of giving multiple vaccines at the same time. Are there any absolute contraindications to receiving this 5-in-1 combination vaccine? I wouldn't mention there is one population group that probably should get the Merck product. Um, that's American Indians. It, for many years, it's been recommended that rather than getting one of the carrier protein conjugate vaccines, that they receive the outer membrane protein hip conjugate vaccine that's manufactured by Merck. And the reason for this is that the Native Americans are at very high risk for hip disease, and the Merck vaccine provides very brisk immune response after the first immunization rather than having to wait to the second and third for adequate protection. So other than that very special population, there are really no specific contraindications unless you're allergic to any of the individual components in the, in the vaccine. Do you have any final thoughts about this new combination vaccine? On the one hand, I'm very excited that we have a new combination vaccine that will decrease 
the number of injections or decrease the amount of pain that our, that our patients face. But on the other hand, I'm concerned now, and I think many physicians are concerned, that the more combination vaccines, the, the larger the inventory they need to maintain. And we need, we need to be very vigilant so that we don't over-immunize the children because we're, we're not exactly sure what vaccines they received in the past. I'd like to thank our guest, Dr. Harry Kaiserling. We've been discussing the 5-in-1 combination vaccine. I'm Dr. Jennifer Shu. You've been listening to a special series focused on children's health on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Be sure to visit our website at reachmd.com, featuring on-demand podcasts of our entire library. For comments and questions, please call us toll-free at 888-MD-XM157. And thank you for listening. Listen all month as ReachMDXM157 presents a special series focused on children's health. To download podcasts of this series, visit us at ReachMD.com.